0: What go on, everyone. Welcome to the PCN <laughs> Podcast. My name's a little Brazilian. Alongside me is AJ Khan. How you doing, AJ? What's up, boys? And along with us is our panel consisting of Dorsey, Lego Dog, Squiddy, and You Don't Vape. So, getting into the Super League, a uh, big surprise. Two teams are above Juve right now. Those two teams being River Plate and Orlando City. Now, Or, not Orlando City, Orlando Pirates, pardon me. Now, the thing about both of these teams is they're both teams with prior playing experience in another league, right? Like, we get that. But the fact that they've come together so strongly from the start of the season and made such a, uh, a you know, they're both undefeated compared to Juve, who picked up a draw against Man City, and we'll get to them later. But uh, those two teams are really looking to continue that good form. Do you think they can do it?
1: I think they can. Um, what's really interesting about River Plate is a lot of that team came together from the Wales team that just won the Euros, um, so they kind of did have a bit of a core there. Uh, Orlando also was a lot of the Irish team, so what you're seeing right there at the top of the table is two teams that played together a lot in the Euros, had that experience, so they have a little bit of a leg up here at the start of the season. So I don't know if they will either either one of them will win it, but they're definitely going to be in the mix.
0: Well, how about Orlando Pirates already scoring 20 goals? Jay Lane alone being involved in 10, scoring at least. He's picked up more assists. He's been involved in over 50% of his team's goals.
2: That's pretty good. How is he ranked? Is he ranked at the top of his, in terms of points, strikers? Uh,
0: For strikers, yeah, he's the number one, followed closely and behind by, I believe, Eric with seven and Munchie with seven. Eric for City and Munchie for Lyon. So, yeah, I just – I I was blown away when I looked at the table this morning and saw, you know, once the teams had all put in their stats, how well those two teams were doing. I mean, I didn't expect them to not do well, but, you know, I didn't expect I, – I guess you could compare that to an expansion team in MLS, right? Like, it could be a good group of players, but they're new to the league as a whole, as a unit. So I didn't expect them to get off on the right foot so effectively.
2: Yeah, to do it absolutely right away. It's kind of – yeah, it's one of those things, like, it draws back to even Division One when we were talking about, like, with Ajax I'm surprised um somebody like Ramos he has he's he's he was in charge of them last uh last year but to go at the top of the league cuz <clears throat> I look at it as a division 1 I look at it Super League and I think to myself all right Juventus cuz they've won what three in a row that's right yep, yeah. yeah three in a row and so it's like yeah I look to them as the marker and to see them in third and third yeah it is surprising so Orlando to take it all the way cuz they're 20 goals I mean that's in Super League in four matches
0: mm-hmm. Yep, the,
2: not only twenty goals as a team, but ten
0: goals alone for Jaylen in four games is like pretty nuts. I know, right? Can you, can you keep his it strike up?
3: partner, Criminal Laser, also has six goals and four assists in those ten games. Good. So he's also, Gracious. I mean, 40, yeah, yeah, their
0: their attack is really clicking. That's Speaking a... of clicking attacks, Manchester City now. For those of you that know me and know that I used to post the weekly reviews, you'll know that I had a couple bones to pick with teams regarding their form, what I expected them to be, and whatnot. Uh, and Man City was definitely one of those teams. But this season, Man City have been doing a good job of fending off the criticism. You know, the draw with Young Boys and Juve, two big teams, Young Boys formerly a majority of Milan and bringing in other players, those two teams, a- at the, you know, at the start of the season – Young Boys was the team I thought was going to take off with the league straight away, but they they haven't even been on on it as River Plate and uh Orlando have. But yeah, Man City had a decimating nine one win over Shelk Like oh, like how does that happen?
1: Yeah, and Shalk are sixth in the table, with three wins and a loss. So other than where they other lost nine to one, one to Man one. City, they've been a good team. I think they won the Royal Cup game as well. So mm-hmm. they're one of the surprises there at the top of the table. But so yeah. Uh, did not have a good night.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see how Man City do this season. Of course, managed by Goal Hungry, but led by Devout Evening.
1: As <laughs> many of you know, his
0: <laughs> legacy in this league. Um, yeah. I'm ex- I- I- would be excited to get either of them on the podcast <clears throat> to see what's changed in the offseason. Ibra, uh, Goal Hungry has a- has a knack for attracting quality players. It's- it's remarkable. I'm excited to see how they do this season.
4: Like Orlando Pirates and River Plate, Man City's got a completely different roster than they had last season. They got rid of their best player in Rambo de Leon. I think he's playing for young boys now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, their roster from last season, this season, like, completely changed in the ways that, like, young boys and River Plate new teams. Man is practically a whole new team. I think they only kept, like, three or four players from last season.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a rebuilding phase gone right, at least so far for them. <laughs> that's really uh, hard. looking at Manchester United who sit in fifth right now, behind on goal difference as far as that positioning goes. They smashed Chelsea, Dortmund, and Bayern, although they are all bottom of the league teams right now. They got hammered by the Pirates in the opening match day, but they played Pirates and they got bashed. So confidence is key for their side, and it's good to see that they began to bounce back after that opening match day loss, but something like a- that might stick with you.
3: It was a 4-0 to zero loss. 4-0. to zero. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Moving on, some of the mid-table highlights. Young boys have got the slow and steady game going right now. Hopefully they can kick it into overdrive as the season progresses, but kind of like a positives to take, but more to work with for their side. What's Liverpool, their, New York. What's their record looking
1: like, Brazilian?
0: Young boys? Yeah. Oh, gosh. They're 2-1-1. They
1: get seven points. Um, I think after the preseason cup win and considering that they're like, like, a uh, Brazilian said, it's a lot of the Milan team from the past three seasons, which finished second to U of A all the seasons. I think that's the team we expect to, uh, move up the table as the season goes along. Okay.
2: Yeah, we'll look for that. Yeah, so if you look at the, the
4: teams they drop points to, they only drop points to Pirates and City, so it's not like they had too bad. Right. It's not like they had a bad mm-hmm. loss in a draw.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, some of the teams that caught my eye were Liverpool, New York, and Atlanta. They've all had very strong starts to the season after mm-hmm. being promoted. I was, I was very impressed by the way that they've, been able to come together, and I know Atlanta has. So with all that intimacy between some of the players in Atlanta, has is there was there a manager shift and a team change? Because I, I didn't keep up fully with that situation.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the team that was Schalke last season, that I think finished, I think eleventh or twelfth um, after they after they get promoted, they moved over to Atlanta United. Um, so That's right. It's so it is it is a relatively. It's not the same Atlanta from last season, but it is a relatively. Newer team to Super League, um, but they are ninth. New York City are tenth, and Liverpool are eleventh. I think all three teams would probably be happy to be there at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, for sure. Finally, since and this is this is a a touching topic for some of our long timers, the great Milan migration. The club <laughs> itself, the club itself, Milan have a very storied history in PCN with being some of the producing some of the best results, to always keeping up with Juve. Uh, Now, I'm not talking specifically about the players that make up the team. I'm just referring to the club as a whole. The club has gained a serious notoriety because of how well they've been doing. And at the moment, it's a shell of its former self. They're sitting in 16th with no wins. And it's sad to see the new tenants struggling to maintain the reputation of that club. It's it's big shoes to fill.
2: How are they looking think, going forward? I mean,
0: are they, uh, I mean, going forward, there's obviously always room for improvement. And I think any team that's in this league, no matter how new they are, no matter how, how long they've been in here, know that there's always something to be done, always something they can improve on. So going forward, I think the Milan team's obviously capable of picking up points.
3: They just had a rough start. Oh yeah, for sure. They have some really good players on that team, like, mm-hmm. T- like Tebow, Rusty, Austin. I mean, they have some very great players from other leagues, but they just haven't been able to get it going, get used to the league itself, and they've kind of suffered through that.
4: What I find shocking is Milan, the community shield, actually beat Juve 3-2 uh, over both legs. So going into the season after the community shield, Milan was looking really good, but so far this season, they've just not done what they want to do.
0: Mm-mm. And then finally, before we move on to some of the key player discussions, which we've already kind of been engaging in, we want to talk about the bottom three. So the relegation zone currently consists of Chelsea, Dortmund, and Tottenham. Two of those teams I didn't really expect to see there, honestly. Uh, after narrowly avoiding relegation last season, though, Tottenham have jumped straight back into the mixer of fighting really, of, uh, fighting for survival. Um, these teams have all picked up no points thus far and have max scored a goal per game. Some drastic shifts need to be made because, um, you know, while form at the start of the season isn't indicative of how a team will finish, confidence can be and confidence that when you start off, like that in a season your confidence can go it's happened to me it's happened to people I've played with it's it's not a fun position to be in in a competitive league like this
1: yeah Owen four with a negative 12 goal difference as Dortmund and Spurs have is not it, it, it's not a great way to start the season especially if new players who are new to the league after the first week you know they might just they might want to stop showing up they might want to move teams it's a, that comes down to the managers and how they can control their players and hopefully get them to keep going Two teams off
3: the start, which are pretty surprising to be close are the aforementioned AC Milan and Bayern Munich, which is managed by the owner of PCN, Ricky. The Ricky. It is that kind of surprising that both of those teams are pretty low. But I mean, as the season goes on, I'm pretty sure they will advance out and push forward up the table.
0: I think, you know, once the chem, when the chemistry is not there straight away, it'll, it'll form. And, you know, no matter if the team was put together before the season and they had done a lot of training beforehand or put together right at the start, there will always be that same issue of, you know, Friendlying is one thing, but getting into that league setting, there's just something different about the atmosphere.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. <clears throat> I agree with that, man. You're absolutely right. Player touches before we move on to D1.
0: Uh, uh, we've already covered the top scorers, but some of the top assisters, they've mentioned uh, Orlando's Criminal Laser. He's on five assists right now. River Plate's Kessie is sitting on four, and Orlando's Sol Wallison is on four assists, and that's not even the last we'll see of him in the top three for these categories. Dortmund's J Rose sitting on fifteen interceptions, which is a pretty good start. Uh, PSG's Spicy Chorizo on thirteen, and Orlando's J Jay Ways, J's Ways on thirteen interceptions. Finally, the last one, key passes. Atlanta's Fizzy repping twelve key passes already. Soul uh, Sol Wallison back in the mix with nine, and Swifties from Manu with nine as well. Uh, AJ, you want to take over for this <clears throat> D one conversation?
2: I am I'm, I'm I'm you know somewhat at a disadvantage. I don't have any guys that play in D1 here but uh, you know I've tried to keep up with it as best I can. Our current standings guys. We actually have a four place we had a four way tie at the top um with Ajax, Inter Milan, Napoli, yep, whoop. Everybody knows I play for Napoli <laughs> and Zenit. But everybody at 10 points. And one of the inter- interesting thing and I I can't remember who pointed it out but uh, Ramos you know, is leading that team. And who was it that mentioned to me that Ramos managed them last year and they were at the bottom, close to the bottom of the table,
1: right? Who was Yeah, it? that was, that was me. Um, Dorsey, yeah. so they're, they're, to me, they're the story of the season right now for either league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last season, IX, it was pretty much the same team. They were at the bottom of the table most of the season. They conceded 88 goals. They eventually finished 14th. They had a 13 to 2 loss. You know, so many teams like that would have folded last season during the season, but they didn't. They kept going. They got better throughout the off season, and now they're showing you what happens when you stick together, when you have a core group of guys that you believe in. And right now, they're top of the table. And I, for one, hope they at least you know even if they don't stay at the top, I hope they stay in the mix all season. You know, have a chance at promotion. That would just be really cool to see.
2: Yeah, I agree, man. It mean? really would. I gotta say that with uh, yeah, w- uh, with Napoli. Ajax, we've played them more than just about anything, and I've, I've done quite a few interviews with them because they're, they're always tough competition. And, uh, I actually got a quote from Ramos in the first uh, after Sunday, and he said, uh, I said, how do you feel about the team? And he goes, I feel like they have a really good shot to pull through. If, uh, it won't be easy, but with the work we've put in, we feel like we're ready for the task, which is, which is pretty indicative because, uh, we finished, we defaulted our first game as Napoli, we played our second one. And I was pretty happy. We won six to two. But I go over and I look at the board and I see IX there at nine to one. They wax the LA Galaxy nine to one, which is no shame to them because I've actually been in touch with, with them. And uh I, I want to give a shout out, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way with the league. I, I want to give a shout out to the teams like the LA Galaxy. They're at the bottom of the table right now. Um, but Bruvac, who's their manager, he has played every game and he's put a team together, and he's trying to put a team together and i think you guys understand what that's like when you're first starting out especially in division 1 we're trying to make it more recutable. you know we're, we're trying to make it more accountable um and it's hard to put a team together and so it's one of those teams that i know the way he talks and what he's trying to do that i think that team will pull through uh ultimately I, I really do i think they'll they'll be good and i i think every team worries about that when you get in a slump but that's our standing so far it's been a it's been a shootout uh four teams at the top all tied for 10 so Another thing I want to point out, point out though, guys, I don't know if you have this in the Super League, but Inter Milan has been—they've done—they've given up zero goals in four games. Absolutely nothing. They, they've been absolutely dominant on defense. Do you, do you guys have a team like that in Super League? Uh, River Plate have think. conceded
1: one, and uh, I think Man City have conceded two. So we've—we do have some tight defenses. Scoring is important, but if you—if you can hold your opponents to zero or one goals every game, yeah, you're going to be there at the end of the season.
2: Yeah, that's what Definitely. I feel like. I, and, and the strange thing is, I have actually not talked to Inter. So, Inter manager, get out to me. And then Zenit, I actually don't know anything about either. Um, but that that run at the top, in terms of Division One player stats th- at the top of the board, I got to be proud. The uh, the attacker that's leading so far is Smokey. He has 124 season points. Second is Rio. Third is Chronic. Fourth is Kufavelli. and fifth is King Snow. Maybe going back to Ajax. Uh, you, is anybody familiar with Matt B. Creepin?
0: I know the name. I don't know the position, but I do. The name is familiar. He played um, a little
1: bit with Valencia at the end of last season. He mm-hmm. played 10 games. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like he was more of a defensive player. He had yes. 34 interceptions, 10 tackles, but four assists and four key passes and nine interceptions in two games. Not a bad way to start the season.
2: No, and, and not a bad way to start the season is, uh you know, I I'll, I usually play left back on my team, so – I'm always looking at the defender stats, and Matt has four assists. So hats off to, uh, to Matt at, uh, at Ajax, who's, uh, with, with four assists. Um, maybe another interesting fact on the stats, uh, last thing I'll go into until we go back to, uh, the Super League, uh, Inter Milan. They have, uh, so Matt's at the top with the defenders, and we have, uh, second place is Spurs, third place is NCGG Dan, fourth place is Marksman. They all play for Inter Milan. And then we go to the midfield. Ramos is actually leading with Ajax at the top for midfielders with 133 points. But Jammy, Taki, and Venzetti, they also all play for Inter Milan. So Inter Milan has the second, third, and fourth top-ranked defenders and second, third, and fourth top-ranked midfielders. I, I find that rather rather impressive, yeah?
4: Well, I find impressive with Milan is, I'm correct, I don't think they've allowed a goal in league this season. That's nope. four clean sheets to start off the four year for them.
2: clean sheets. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's rather.
4: Whether you're in D1 or Super League, four clean sheets in a row. <laughs> exactly. That's It's rather
2: disturbing, isn't
4: it? Yeah, hats off to their defense and, and their midfield. They're playing out of their minds on the defensive end. Completely, man. I, I don't think they're going to be able to keep that pace up for the season, but I mean, right now they're looking like one of the best defensive teams they in are. D1. Maybe all of PCN if they're able to approve it. Exactly. In the World Cup.
2: I know, man. That's not for Like, we're changing our strategy at least to. <laughs> when we play them. I'll tell you guys that as a that little that little hint at what we're going to do when we play them. Last thing I got guys, FC Porto. Want to give a shout out to Stride uh, as a manager giving a little interview, playing well. Um cool. he's got a brand new team. He had to put it together 12 hours before the kickoff. Um so he's recruited dedicated dedicated players. So anybody uh S T R Y D E. I think I don't know if that's right. That might be. Yeah,
1: cool. so Stride is actually a long-time PCN veteran. I think he came in Season two or season three, he's won a couple of Super Cups. He used to be on a couple of Milan teams. Um, hasn't been around the last two seasons a bit much, but, you know, he's got a core group of guys that he plays with a lot, and uh, they are back, and they're – You know, I think it'll take them some time to get going. I don't think they have a full defense and everything filtered out yet, but I think, I think, I think a couple of teams to watch from D1 throughout the season are going to be Porto, uh, Bayer Leverkusen and, uh, Club America. They're all mid-table right now, but Uh I think all three of those teams are really solid Mm -hmm. and I would expect them to start getting up the table quick.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, yeah, you said
0: Porto did their business in about twelve hours. Before I'd say six points is a pretty good return I, for I, I, having a team put together in twelve hours. Yeah, that, that yeah, I
2: would completely agree. I was looking at this and they have a pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's pretty amazing. I'm familiar with that just with my background, but yeah, that's that's pretty good. So guys, anybody who's looking for a team, you happen to come across this uh, FC Porto, it looks like you get probably will have a good manager there. So so give him a shout out. Right now we're gonna go ahead and like we'll go. Um, we're gonna go to our interview. With our fearless leader, uh, Ricky Royal, uh, the founder of PCN. And, uh, we're just going to kind of pick his brain as to a thousand different questions, but, uh, we'll go ahead and go there right now. Hey, what's up boys? Welcome to the first ever PCN podcast interview. And of course it'll only be appropriate There we're interviewing our, uh, our leader, Ricky Royal, the founder of the league. Ricky, how you feeling today, buddy?
5: I'm feeling airy. What up going on, people?
2: <laughs> so, yeah, Ricky, <laughs> um, I haven't been in the league too long. I'm new. There's some, of the, uh, some people that have been in the league since the beginning. Um, and I remember for my, my first interview, when you interviewed me to be a manager, I felt like I actually interviewed you in a way because I had questions. I, I, I know that me personally, I always wanted to start a league, you know, cause I wanted something more than clubs. And, uh, but the work that went into doing something like that, man, was just, that's a lot of work. And so I guess my first question, which I asked you before, is how, how did you get into just clubs and then like, you know, league, a league outside of just what's on on the actual game?
5: Well, to start out, I have always been a PC gamer. And luckily, someone sold me an Xbox. Upon purchasing that Xbox, I have always been a fan of pro clubs on PC so I decided to transition over to Xbox. My first official league was with VFL. I was the manager of VFL, mm-hmm. Seattle Sounders, when VFL was trying to do an MLS league. Mm-hmm. That's where I met Dorsey, Tree kicker, Turkey Boy, Spicy, and a lot of these players that are day one with me. The VFL MLS was not taken too serious by the UK players and they got disbanded. We went on another season to try to do another season where we were at Portugal League, but that didn't turn out properly. So us playing together on VFL, we built a friendship, and they decided to me, I'm just going to create my own league. I heard that Pro Club Nation. Pro Club Nation was meant to be a hub to find players because, you know, there's no players on PC. Right. So I created Pro Club Nation as a hub to find players to play with myself on PC and I decided I wanted to convert it to a league. So, we that must, just convert yeah. It
2: work though, right? I mean,
5: yeah, it took uh, me one week to create the website, to be honest, night and day, night and day because I met this group of people that have a same passion to play pro clubs and I couldn't let them down and we wanted to keep, keep that unity, right. friendship. Mm-hmm. So I decided to turn it over my website into a league.
2: So, so that's that has all to feel good pretty good, though, right, Ricky? Because we're we're in season eight, and so that kind of like uh, brings me to my next topic point. What what have you do you have a favorite season so far?
5: To be honest, <laughs> it might sound weird, but I think this season's my favorite is gonna be my favorite season so because we have increased Super League from, from yeah we have we started out PCN and with ten teams with two players maximum, no goalkeeper. You understand what I mean? So yeah. to f- from 10 teams <laughs> with two players to you no know, requiring, like having 11 players in Super League with 20 teams, we have more complex advanced rules. We have a division one with 16 teams. I have say this season is going to be my best season to date. I like
2: that. Man.
5: But I will never forget season one because that's where we started from.
2: Yeah, right. You got you got to feel good that it's season one. You didn't know if it was gonna stick, and now you're. And if a lot of people
5: don't know, the first kickoff of PCN was July the 16th, 2016.
2: There you go. We need to make it a national Ricky Royal holiday. That's what I feel like.
5: I have something special (laughs) I want to do on that day. Well, what as a commemoration for the players I've been here with from day one. So you guys will keep it posted on the forum on July the 16th this year.
2: So something's going to come out on July the 16th for, for the, yes. All right. On PC
5: and Berkeley, if you can put it like that.
2: This is true. Yeah. Okay. All right. It kind of brings me to the last one. So you, you see where we've come or where you, you know, the the league has come since season one and what you've, the the work that's put in with all the admins, all the staff and you shout out to everybody that, that, you know, looks at the stats and does all the work. It's a lot of work. I, I know that, but where do you see, the league if you could predict it, where do you where would you like it to be by FIFA, you know, twenty? Let's say not not the one that's coming out, but the the next one. Where would you like PCN to be?
5: Well I like PCN to grow where we have more division, but I hope by then EA will have something for us where that will tailor into esports. You understand? Let people can this is a like a platform where people can go over into esports and make it a profession to be a pro clubs player. Get earnings and sponsorship. That's where I see PCM going, being a, a foot pedal or a stepping stone for esports.
2: It is definitely going that way. I mean, that's just me talking personally. Cause like, I, I know when I watch ESPN, I've seen NBA 2K18, I think it is challenge for like a hundred thousand dollar reward, the Madden, all, you know, challenge for a hundred thousand dollars. And then esports, if you, if you have an ESPN app, esports is, is becoming is a thing. You can actually make a living at it, which is kind of... Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. And uh, kind of One of our own, uh, one of our panel members was actually quite close to making it into that 2K18 esports level, which you know, like, just, it's it's great to see that kind of involvement from communities like that to bring people together. And... Yeah,
2: yeah, it's not a matter... Go ahead, Ron. Yeah, it's not a matter
5: if, it's when.
2: It's when, So we yeah. just have to be
5: prepared, just continue to play PC and competitive for fun and when that time comes we have created a league.
2: I, I I agree completely. That kind of brings me up to the last thing I'll do with our segment, guys. In terms of interviews, does anybody here on the panel got any questions for Fearless Leader?
0: Yeah, I've got one. Um, Ricky, <laughs> you know, you you were talking about your enjoyment of like when he asked you what what season was your favorite. That that gave me an idea for a question of, you know, great teams have come and gone throughout PCN, and. But what was the best super team to grace PCN? And that term gets thrown around a lot in our league. A lot yes. of teams next to deliver. I
5: I'm, I'm, might say this is going to be one of my best seasons because of the competitiveness, because I want PCN to be recognized as a competitive league for the Super League. But the most memorable season, you know, that's a different statement. It's season four. Season when four. When we had real, season when four. we had real Madrid. And my mentor, I really look up to this guy, Devote Evelyn. He brought a different aspect to PCN. It's like it drives people to the forum. And I had a forum that was cancerous. Oh, we
1: <laughs> it, was cancer. it was a cancerous. That forum best. was
5: like, it was well, a what, cancerous what,
1: forum. I, I can 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 bought so many people. So, and that so we, we basically had this forum where you could I'll post. post. It four. wasn't really well organized. You could basically <laughs> post anything, and, like, instantly it would show up. And it was sort of like a Twitter feed kind of style. So, like, you could have a post go from zero to 50 posts in, like, five minutes. And the admins had to stay up, like, all hours of the day to make sure people weren't posting bad links or posting so each other out. So how did um, this fake taxi? Or fake tax It was, I mean... <laughs>
2: So it was Ricky, an absolute So let's let's bring this back to the how did how did he, how did yeah, he change it? Season how did he change it? He said he it. He, like he, he he was very passionate
5: of being a manager uh, for Real Madrid, Peace and Madrid. They won the league that year. He was very passionate. It's like after every game he will make a post talking about the performance of his he will do his own Real Madrid review of his players. Ah, nice. He will talk about partnership. He will loan out players to other team and right. he will mention their partnership with other teams. He was trying to build a community and because of that passion that he, he brought to PC and in season four, mm-hmm. people were like excited to go on the forum. People were like excited to play against them because they were winning. Yeah, right. You understand? Oh, Behind yeah. all his talk, he was winning. Mm-hmm. He was very punctual for games. He was very tactical, and he was very outspoken. And to be honest, people manage on peace, and I think it's all just a video game. This will help you in real life. If you can get a level player to take up a control and play for you, and lead this player to play your playing style to victory, it will help in real in the real world. So when you get a manager spot in PC, we try to make it as an experience. You understand what I mean? Because you have to deal with so many egos. That's what I've learned over these years working with and you
2: know, People, yes.
5: different nationality, different ego, different opinion, and all this stuff. So
2: it does, that's it why does it's know. my
5: memorable season.
2: I love that. I yeah. love that you say that. That's the biggest reason, guys. I'll say it just as a host in terms of why I put time into this. There's a lot of people who have time into this. Ricky, you know, utmost for starting it. Yeah, you can learn something. Because, you guys, we all know we're, we're not making any money. It takes yeah, time to cool. be on at a certain time and then have to wait for 20 to 30 minutes if something's happening and to dedicate yourself to playing, but it's it does build something in terms of if you can climb the ladder, it does teach you certain life things, and that's probably the biggest reason I, I, I enjoy this league, and then I respect you, yeah. baby, and I, I appreciate the fact yeah. that you put the work and in. I want
5: to add that, um, remember it, I was a manager of VFLT at the sound so I met Dorsey and all these guys, and course, is my right hand when yeah. you come on to PCN. You understand I mean? He has George been there, been there day the one. Yep. Yeah, he missed the season, but he came back with an explanation. I was very upset with him, I would add.
2: <laughs> but he,
4: <laughs> he came
5: with an explanation. <laughs> but I can say PCN will be nothing without the managers and the players. It must be an empty shell. It would be a pretty website with no players. You and I'll just come in. I just want to say a shout out to certain managers who are committed to the league and try to promote the league. You understand what I mean? And He's saying thank you, players, right? Yeah, thank I'm you. saying thank you to people because you. they are not being paid for it. They just play the game for fun while being competitive. You understand what I mean? Exactly. And I might not be able to say it to them every day, and I I try to be a manager where I'm reachable, and I also want to give up. Big shout out to my admins because trust me, when I started out in season one, it took me four hours to do all stats, <laughs> but I was dedicated and I have to balance peace with my family, my work, say I have enough help. My admins, they're in full of data team, I have a developer team, I have a graphics team, I have a, you understand? Everybody. I have a podcast team yeah. and it's just growing.
4: Everybody. So shout out
5: to all my admins because yeah, guys, I tell you. people the league cannot grow the more help I get, the the quickly can grow.
2: That's right. So everybody, guys, thank you, and I gotta say thank you for tolerating our first podcast. We're gonna have hiccups, but you know we want to hear what you guys want to hear, if that makes sense. So write in, get on the forums as cheesy as the website looks. No offense, Ricky. But it looks like it's from the 2000s, which is fine. Hey. I really love it. Not, nah, it's fine. Whoa. Not talk, hey, stop. Shots fired. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> but I love it, guys. Listen, listen. We're wrapping Cheesy? up. I, I, hey, we'll talk about it for a later date. I love it, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully we'll have a podcast next week.